know you're gonna dig this. Conversations that are designed to push you from walking in potential to fulfilling your purpose and introducing, introducing, introducing our host, Anthony Mitchell. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Anthony Mitchell. Just wanted to say that we have some company today, meaning I got a special guest who's going to keep it hot, flavorful. But before I introduce him, I do have to say, Whatever platform you were streaming this podcast from, please give us a like, a share, a rate, a subscription. Help us to get this content out to the four corners of the world. But before we do so, we got to hear from our sponsors. So stay tuned. All right. So before we get too far in today's episode, I do have to pause for a second so that we can get a Quick advertisement in from some people who support us here at the End Zone Club podcast. Wherever there are shadows, there are people ready to kick at the darkness until it bleeds daylight. I'm Rodney Olson, the host of the podcast Bleeding Daylight. Every week, I host inspirational guests from around the world who have overcome life's struggles and are making this world a better place. Hear how they've refused to let their past define their future. On Bleeding Daylight, wherever you find podcasts or at bleedingdaylight.net. So before I even get into today's topic of discussion, I have to say welcome back to the End Zone Club. Now that we've had a word from our sponsors, let me just do a quick breakdown for my first-time listeners. What to expect from today's episode. Here at the End Zone Club, we have conversations that are wrapped around things we know now, which we wish we knew when we were younger. That's the premise. However, the objective is to use these conversations to push you from walking in potential to fulfilling your purposes. You know when God sent each of us, you, I, they, we, him, her, she, them, into this world, he sent each of us with the perspective of being able to light up the path that we are on, illuminate brightness to all those that are around us and ultimately have and serve a purpose here in this world. So with that said, we have a topic to discuss. Forgive me guys, forgive me. One of my friends tagged me on Facebook in a post for American Idol that let me know American Idol is coming to my, my state. I don't know where they're coming. I didn't fully read the post, but they're coming. So that means they are looking for people to try out. So without your permission, I basically sung a clip, just a sample, just a small taste of what American Idol is going to get from me. But I wanted my listeners to just weigh in with their impression. Do you guys think I'll make it to the second round, the third round? think I'll be a finalist based upon what you heard. If that sample size wasn't enough, email me at Anthony Mitchell, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-0-1 at gmail.com 
and let me know what you think. And if there's a specific request you want to hear me say, you got to make a donation to the podcast, which brings me to the point. I need you guys to like, to share, to rate. I mean, please drop me a five star on whatever platform you're listening to and share this content with your friends. By doing so, you help us to reach a broader audience of people. Enough of the preliminaries. I am not a preliminary kind of guy. I'm that guy that when people, for example, they're going live and that you're getting this notification that so-and-so has gone live and you tap into the live and five minutes later, you're still waiting on them to build their audience and they're waiting for this one and that one to come in. And you feel like this is five minutes of my time I wasted just looking at you staring at your screen talking about nothing. I am not that person. So just give me a minute reconduct myself, step out of American Idol mode, and let's jump into today's conversation. Last night, we were blessed. Um, We attended an awards gala with a twist, meaning that people were receiving awards for various accommodations. Some people got let me, let me, let's rewind this a little bit. Okay, so last night there was an award gala. And the reason we were there was because my father-in-law who has, with his wife, Dr. P and Bishop Cummings, they have over 40 years ministered, pastored, evangelized, prophesied, led community work, so many different topics, empowered, motivated, inspired people for over 40 years. And over 40 years, ministry has carried them not only throughout the United States, but to places like South Africa. They've been into England. They've been into Bermuda and various countries sharing and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, their particular brand of gospel is that of empowering people financially, um, wealthily, if that's a word, um, holistically, mentally, spiritually, and a component known as the prosperity gospel, prosperity gospel. And one thing you know about that, that's based upon in the book of John, where he says, above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And they take that literally. So through that, they have empowered people to to get new jobs. They've empowered people that have once walked in poverty to come out of that sense of living and to be able to have more. They have been able to help people that have come from nothing to now have a new transformational mindset that empowers you to be an entrepreneur, to be a business creator. They've empowered people that are used to never seeing anything, waking up with nothing on their mind to now being creative in their thought process and creating vision boards and plans for your life and being able to be very clear about the distinction and the direction that God is bringing your life. With that said, last night they were blessed with a lifetime achievement award. Think about that. A Lifetime Achievement Award. That's one of the highest honors that someone can get for a life of service. That is basically your peers, your community, your town, your area telling you that they thank you, they see, they recognize all the good that you have done. In this recognition as well, there are also other people in the community that are also doing great things in other categories that are also being recognized for the good that they have done. There was categories like community service, best pastor, best father, 
um, best salesman, best firefighter or firefighter of the year and so many other designations that people were being recognized for basically setting a mark in some aspect of life. And um, right before my father-in-law received his award, there was a um, there was an individual that received an award. And I'm sorry that whatever he won slipped my mind. There was a lot going on at that moment. Um, but in his acceptance speech, my man said some stuff that was in line with some things I was feeling, but it was ever so real. And he says, hey, before I even accept this award, I have to recognize all of the other kings in the crowd because there are some people that didn't receive a nomination that should have been on this stage. In the process of being recognized and winning in life, there's always a flip converse side to the conversation that we sometimes don't look at. For every Michael Jordan, there's always a Dominique Wilkins. For every Scottie Pippen, there's always a Carl Malone. Meaning that there are also always people that are doing exemplary things that aren't getting recognized. What that does for me is that as a topic, I wanted to talk about who you are when you lose. And when I say when you lose is sometimes you, you fall short of that goal because there is a reality that there are a lot of people doing phenomenal things that aren't getting recognized. Many of our platforms in life, whether it's a job, a church, whether it's something political, whether it's a business, a lot of this operates on politics. And when I mean by politics, that's just basically saying that a lot of things in life are political. And being political often is the most charismatic, it's the most, it's the loudest, it's the most visible, it often gets the most attention. That has always encouraged me that for the few times that I have had major wins in life, to be observant of those that probably might have even been more deserving than me, but weren't recognized. Maybe I had the ball bounce in my favor in the right way at the right time, and maybe they were doing more than I was for a long period of time, but just at the wrong time, for whatever reason, the ball didn't bounce their way. Instead of being the guy that rubs your wins and victories in people's faces or girl, how about being a person that always, even in your winning, be humble. Be humble and don't rub it in on other people. We all understand the emotion that comes with winning. There's a lot of hard work that comes in. Lifetime Achievement Awards and best this, best that. I honor you, I applaud you, I celebrate you for your hard work. But what I'm saying is sometimes you have seen that. You've seen people receive promotion on a job. You've seen people get new opportunities of advancement. And when they get that advancement, they begin to look down on others and speak negatively about people that are in the same bracket they just came out of. It's often people like that that God will take the rug and snatch it from under you. Sometimes you have to realize that life is incrementally moving in phases and stages. You may have a lot right now. You may be recognized right now. This may be your season to be patted on the back. But 
you don't know what season lies ahead. Just know that as fast as you go up, you can come down. And I do not want to be that person that is negligent of understanding that. So whatever bet I make as a winner, I hope it's soft enough that when life ever, if it ever changes, that I can be acceptance of that as well. That's why I am impressed when I hear a guy like Michael Jordan, when he was getting interviewed, um, Clyde Drexler was one of his big foes and people would try to pit them against each other. And if you ever listen to George talk about his competitors, he, he always, even the ones he disliked, like Isaiah Thomas, he always talked about them in a glowing response. He'll tell you Clyde was a problem, Isaiah was a hard worker, Larry was this, Magic was that. That's a winner that even when he loses, he has given himself such a level of grace that you understand, okay, I, I see what happened versus that man that stands up or versus that woman that stands up in their time of winning and all they talk about is me, 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 me. Mm. Some people also, on the flip side of that same conversation, don't know how to express joy for others when they win. I think this is equally as bad. <laughs> I've seen the converse side of this, right? I remember I saw two, a couple of guys I knew that were going after some job opportunities. And you have to be realistic. If you have one job opening and you have six, seven, nine, ten guys going after it, one guy is going to be happy and the others are not going to be as happy. But understanding just the amount of work that went into those people being qualified to even apply for said position You'd be surprised that for the guys that don't understand it, maybe this wasn't my time. Maybe this was my opportunity. Maybe, maybe God closed this door because he had something else in mind or just maybe right now there are some things I have to work on that the next time this opportunity comes my way, I'll be prepared for it. You'll be surprised how op opportunity, how elevation and advancement sometimes creates enemies. Mm, that creates people that once played together, people that once whatever together. That had a sense of unity and bond on the lower levels as life begins to progress and as advancement begins to occur, you start seeing separation because sometimes we don't know how to be happy for the advancements that take place in the lives of others. Again, that's why you have to, as an individual, not only want good for yourself, but to be able to recognize that you did the best you could do. And I'm not saying it wasn't good enough, but maybe, just maybe, God has opportunity for you in another dimension down the road. That's the crazy part. I remember being, being in school and you would see some people that seemed like they were on a path that was magically just going to be magical. If I could say that, like you would have, for example, some athletes that at a very early age showed so much athletic prowess that in the sixth or seventh grade, you already formulated in your mind. This guy is going to go pro. And I've seen that. And you start seeing people just based on that same formulation. They started giving them special treatment. You started seeing them treating them differently. And more people wanted to be around them because that train was moving in a way that um, 
NGSC. And this one or that one was the one. What we didn't know then was that was their season. That was as far as they were going to go athletically. Sometimes injuries came in. Sometimes attitude down the road became an issue. Sometimes there were, we found out that just because you're gifted at home doesn't mean that guys from other places aren't more gifted. Some people worked on their game, some people just strictly relied on their athletic ability. But at the end of the day, those that we thought were destined for success, sometimes that was just their season. Some people in life are late. It may look like everybody else is ahead of you right now, but your season of sustained success may be bigger, may be longer than what you see. And I'm speaking from experience because I was not the most athletically gifted. I was not the best looking. I wasn't the tallest or the smartest. So therefore, the development that it that basically God walked me through, it took me longer to develop in certain areas. But one thing I always had to be was when I saw people that got things before I did, hey, you got a higher ACT score than me. Congratulations. Happy for you. Now you've got more scholarships getting into college. And I'm excited for you. People got jobs that I went after that I was, uh, you know, just bent on having this opportunity. My thought was maybe more or less than it was for me versus thinking, man, I'm, I was better than that person. I was better than that individual. Just be gracious. Be gracious because you never know how the, the goodwill, the good energy you put out to others when and how it'll come back to you. It, it, I'm telling you, it behooves me. Back when I was in college, and I gotta give a shout out to Skills USA, formerly Vika, there was a young man who was a competitor of mine. I met him in college, second year college, we, oh, first year college, yeah, we competed against each other. Phenomenal speaker, phenomenal individual. And Instantly, when I heard him speak before competition, I'm like, man, this guy, he, he's got it. He's charismatic. He's, he, he's very well liked and received. He's got it. And um, man, we, you know, we just, we formed a friendship even in spite of that. And many years, 20 plus years later, I was surprised to one day be, I, you know, I've moved off several times since college and to be in my Walmart and this individual I had competed with, against, with, alongside in college for us to be living in the same town and his job to be located right next door to my church I was glad in that moment that I had enough insight in life to not have let you know competition come between developing friendships with people because uh, it's just one of those things you never know how some people you stepped on, you kicked, you looked over, you treated badly in your time of being up, how you may run back into these same individuals down the road and have to get payment for what you have treated people. So man, just now, 20 years plus years has passed, we are no longer college students. You know, I'm not the same 185 uh, weightlifter I was then playing football. Now I'm I'm two plus and I've got my wife and my kids with me and my stomach sticks out a little bit and my hairline has thinned a little bit but just the reality we had so much love between each other we were able to just pick up like nothing had happened 
But there's a reality also where we're from that some people start developing what we call ops. People that were once your friends that were with you now have become your enemies because a lot of times people don't know how to work through competition. I've seen some veteran rappers be in interviews and get pressed and questioned that are being thrown their way about younger individuals. What they're trying to do a lot of times, the interviewer that is, they're trying to put these people in a situation where they're gonna say something negative about their competitors. So now they have a sound bite, they have a sound clip, and now they have a contextual difficulty that they're able to now present to their crowd, which is a sound clip. That's what they're all hoping to go viral. So that's what they do, but veterans, Veteran, veteran entertainers understand that it is not my purpose being here to create beef just to sell more albums. I would rather on the, on the strength and back of my talent, for my talent to do the speaking and talking for me versus me being on an interview and you using something I've said on my intellectual property in a negative capacity just to sell a couple of albums. It's not worth it. We have saw that. Back in the 90s when we were really hot in the hip hop, there was an East Coast, West Coast war that a lot of individuals unnecessarily got sucked into because the bottom line was there were some people that had some issues they couldn't work through. So the problem escalated and it escalated and it escalated and ultimately it began to claim the lives of young individuals. So what I am telling you guys today is under the sound of my voice, when I win American Idol, I am going to be a very gracious winner. I promise not to change. The same bologna sandwich routine I have every night where I fix my sandwich with a lot of mayonnaise, I warm it up for 15 seconds, and then I eat it and drink it down with a glass of Kool-Aid. I promise to follow that same routine. <laughs> but now you guys know I don't really have a chance, but what does have a chance is you showing love the people with the same energy when you win and when you lose. That's the story. I have lost a lot of things that I have gone after, but I have kept the same level mind that God, you still have something for me. And that's one of the bigger things I want you guys to also realize that God hadn't forgot you. It may look like it, but God has specific blessings with your name in mind. And that's something that should drive you, that should push you, elevate you in your thought process that just because I didn't get this doesn't mean God doesn't have something for me. Sometimes we set our sights, our affections, our love, thinking that this is for me. But guess what? Sometimes it ain't. Back in the day when I was young and strapping, I was trying to build a career at Coca-Cola. I swore up and down that I was going to be an account manager. I was going to be able to come to work with my shirt tucked in every day, a nice pair of shoes that makes good money. Wanted to be able to get a haircut twice a week and just look good at all times. However, God had a different trajectory for my life. I went after so many job positions, dude, and I got turned down so many times that at some point people started looking at me crazy like he must like rejection he must like pain what i didn't see every time i was applying yes i was learning more about myself yes i was getting more comfortable in areas that i was weak 
But then I begin to realize, okay, you know what? Maybe God does have something beyond what I see. And I want you guys to be the same way. If you have a competitor, be more gracious than you are in competition. Learn to celebrate and, and clap for others as you would have them to do for you. Because I promise you, your day, your time, your opportunities are coming. I promise you, from sometimes we may not see this, but from where others are sitting that are looking at us, we may be, we may be um, disproportionate in seeing how much God has actually blessed us. I've often been told that if you want to see the beauty in any town, any city, any place, bring in a stranger. A stranger is able to see the beautiful things that you don't see. And that's what I like traveling. I'm able with a fresh lens to come in and see some things that maybe people that live there take for granted. And it's the same thing in your life. Sometimes people are sitting around you looking at the beautiful things that God has already done. And sometimes we are so encased with things we don't have. We are so emotionally disturbed because maybe I don't have the salary I want. Maybe I don't have the job I want. Maybe I'm not in the relationship I want. And we think that that's a death sentence that's been spoken over our lives. But it ain't. So today, get up, clap for somebody else. Be thankful for somebody else's success, but most importantly, know that my time is now. You speak that also over your life. You make these faith confessions that God has something specific for me and that I too am blessed. My family's blessed. Your family can be your immediate home. It can be that extended family that maybe you haven't seen in a while. Maybe it's that disjointed family that never comes together. Start speaking over these things that God begins to bring these things together and make some things happen. So with that said, this is Anthony Mitchell, your host of the Amazon Love Podcast. This is another episode. I want you guys to like, share, rate, subscribe, and donate to the platform. I appreciate you. Be blessed.